and welcome to another episode of Dependisplaining, the podcast. The most awesome podcast that I know you've been missing for a week, but we're here and we're back. Yes. I am Jen. And I am Veronica and I am the reason why we didn't record last week because I was being selfish and I took my family on a trip. That's why. <gasps> how dare you? No. How dare I? But... I'm here now, and my stomach is finally just now deciding to digest my yogurt. So enjoy the <laughs> gurgling, everybody. <laughs> it's bad. Why does this always happen, Jen? It's always my stomach that wants to make an appearance <laughs> on the podcast. It, it does. It says, hey, I want to be on this podcast, too. Don't forget I'm here. Oh, I didn't forget. I fed you because you were <laughs> grumbling in a different way, and now it's gurgling at me. <laughs> Anyways... How's it going, Jen? Oh, it's going. Great. <laughs> it is going. It's, yeah, it's going. My children are back in in regular face-to-face school, so that's exciting. Yay! Yes. That is exciting. So glad. So glad they get to be in school with their friends, learning. Are they enjoying it? They are. They're having such a good time. It's weird, you know, they've got all these plastic barriers in between their on the tables separating the children they have to wear face masks all day but they do get a lot of mask breaks where as long as the children are separated they can take them off and you know get some fresh air and all that Mm -hmm. they get recess and then lunch is the same where they're in the lunchroom and with the barriers but it's okay Mm -hmm. it's okay there's a perk so far only you know only like one perk of so far of 2020 is that with the kids in school they get free lunch because i don't know why they were granted a grant for free lunch because of covid oh, okay so i'm like hey thank, thank yeah. you COVID? sure yeah sure covid that's a win my son doesn't get free lunch i have to make him a turkey sandwich every damn day mm, turkey and then my daughter's like can i have a packed lunch and i was like no girlfriend you get free lunch at school mm-hmm. i'm not paying for your lunch no. enjoy your cheese sandwich <laughs> <laughs> yeah no free lunches and my son goes hey can i have a packed lunch sometime and i was like no you get free lunch <laughs> you can enjoy that free lunch yeah. i'm like i have to pack myself lunch every day so no you pack your lunch. You get yeah. free lunch. I understand my mom now why she would never pack me a lunch because I would always ask for a packed yeah. lunch too. And she would be like, no, you get lunch at school. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, yes. Let me enjoy the soggy hamburger that they're giving me with, you know, soggy fries yeah. and warm milk. Great. <laughs> but now I understand her because we were so poor and she's like, I'm not paying for lunch. Like, eat this. Also, she what would she have given me? A bean burrito? <laughs> That sounds delicious, Yum. though. I'll take it I now. I will eat that. I know, right? <laughs> that sounds really yeah. good. But when I was a, when I was younger, I'd be like, no, I want like a turkey sandwich and mm-hmm. chips or whatever and a soda. No. You know, white people food. Mm-hmm. It's good. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> it's good. Although if I did give my son um, a taco, he'd probably like it. My daughter, too. He, My son would probably ask for hot sauce. Oh, good. It's funny. Yeah. I gave him a pork rind the other day. I haven't had pork rinds in years. No. And I was like, I like them. Like, yeah, I was like, let me buy them because, you know, it's no carbs. So I was like, okay. 
And I let him try one, and he was like, that, I don't like that. <laughs> I was like, really? And he was like, uh, he's kind of on the fence about it. He's like, I don't think I like those. And then I gave one to my daughter. She's like, no, it about flew out of her mouth. She's like, I don't think so. <laughs> I was like, pork rinds are delicious, and they're, like, nice and spicy. Whatever. Ooh, yeah, the spicy ones. Food. It's got a good, like, salt saltiness to it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you want to remind everyone real quick where they can reach us first? But they should know. You and should. they can reach us at dependesplaining at gmail.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Send us your suggestions, stories, comments, secrets, whatever you guys want us to look up or share on the podcast. We will do that happily. Mm-hmm. Also, check us out on Milso Muster. Go yes. check it out. Lots of military-related information on there, so Milso Muster. And then, here we are. Let me tell you, we're going on lockdown tomorrow Ugh. here in the UK. Yeah, it's estimated right now it's going to be 30 days, so that is going to bite into our Thanksgiving. Mm. So now we're looking at having Thanksgiving just ourselves, I guess. Usually we have it with my husband's work but I don't think that was going to happen anyways. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be a rough month. But, you know, we're willing to do it. It's fine. It's fine. I'll wear a mask. It's, it's okay. Fine. Everything's fine. It's all good. But kids it's get fine. to stay in school, huh? That's good. Yes, that's the difference from last time's lockdown. The kids get to stay in school, which I'm super thankful about. Yeah. Um, I did receive an email yesterday saying that someone in the school community, they didn't say if it was like a parent, a student, or someone on the staff that tested positive mm. for COVID. But luckily, it was during their, the kids' um, break from school, which we had a week-long break last week. And I think it was then that they were tested positive and they're pretty confident that that person wasn't around anybody else, any other part of the school community during the time where they were infectious. So everything's still running the same and uh, any updates, they'll let us know. But I'm honestly so surprised that it took this long for somebody to test positive. Yeah, for real. Yeah. I'm thankful for mm-hmm. it, but and I'm also thankful that it, nothing's going to change. Yes. It was just like a courtesy notice. Oh, that's really good. At least you can kind of keep a little bit of a normalcy even if you're mm-hmm. locked down. Yeah. Yeah. So other than that, I don't have any updates on my side anyways. Yeah. Lockdown. I, it's weird because things, things over here are opening up a lot more. That's good. Yeah. Stuff on base is opening again. I you know, uh, the library is going to open up here this week. And I mean, oh, it's kind of crazy. They finally are going to open up the gym for dependents again. And it'll be open oh. on Saturdays oh. now, too. And so it's mm-hmm. it's kind of weird. Like, I've really stopped looking at the positive cases that they have they put out every week or every day. Actually, they put them out every day on, like, one of the, I don't know, for the whole uh, area they put out how many positive cases how, out of how many tests and all this stuff. And so I've stopped mm-hmm. looking, but some of them are at like the lowest point, like under double digits. And that was really exciting to see. But then it jumped oh, up that's good. again somehow. I don't know. Like it's also confusing mm-hmm. and I don't know. It's, it's really hard to tell because it's like how much how much testing did we used to do to compare to now and so how can we really say that there's been this many cases when it's like we're able to test even more and 
You know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I think, no, I agree. I agree with, like, there's more testing available. People are more concerned, so they're they're seeking out medical care yeah. more often now as well. So it's like, instead of being like, ah, you know, you know, a few years ago, I was like, I feel sick. I'm just going to stay home. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, I feel sick. I'm going to go get tested. Yeah. And it could have been just mild symptoms. And they still went ahead and got tested. And they tested positive. So I think that's what it is, too. It's like there's more test availability. Yeah, and for sure. the numbers are going to rise, for sure. They have a reason to go get tested for something, you know? Yeah. You understand. Mm-hmm. Like, it could be more than just a cold. Or it could just be a cold. So it's, you know. Yeah. It, it, here we exactly. are. But we, I mean, <laughs> and here we are. I just, I think, I still want to say, like, just Please wear your masks and, and practice social distancing. It's, you know, we're trying to protect those those that are vulnerable. Yeah. Um, so I don't care if you don't want to wear a mask. I don't want to wear a mask either. No. So quit throwing your mother effing fits everywhere. You go be like, it's my right. It's my right. No. Guess what? Who cares? You don't have rights. The government owns you. Think about <laughs> think about the elderly. Do you have a grandparent? Do you have somebody who has immune deficiency in some way anything wrong with them like this is who is going to be affected the most and if you are walking around not knowing that you have you know corona and you go and see these people it can be really it could be fatal and that's the thing like wear a fucking mask i have to wear a mask all fucking day and it's hot yeah and it sucks and i take it off once to eat but you know what i do it and it's fine. You do it. And everybody you looks it. weird without their mask on now. It's really weird to see people's mouths. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I remember when the commissary here first started enforcing masks um, and I had to go grocery shopping. I about had a panic attack because I was like, I can't see your face. Yeah. Like, I can't see their faces. And I was like, I don't like this. I don't like this. But it wasn't It wasn't ever like, I'm not going to wear my mask sort of situation. I was just like, I don't like yeah. this. I don't like this. And then the other day we were um, – in a, in a different venue and the person behind the register was trying to say something to me and it was really loud in there and I couldn't hear and I said I'm really sorry I hate to make you repeat yourself but I cannot hear you and I can't read your lips so this is really hard and he's like I know I'm trying to be loud without being rude and I was like oh you're so sweet like it was really sweet how he responded he's like I'm trying yeah. to be louder without being rude I, was like, oh. I know I always feel so bad when people talking and I'm like what? Because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you gotta be louder through the fabric. I can't hear you. Right, it's already muffled, and then, yeah, you can't read their lips, which is like, taken for granted. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Read my lips. Mm-hmm. Read can't my use lips. that right now. Nope. Read my blinks. Morse code. <laughs> I hate your face. <laughs> <laughs> Jen, let's get down to business. I have a story for you. (laughs) Tell me it with your eyeballs. Uh, Yeah. I'm not wearing a mask. You should be able to hear me. You can't read my lips. I may mumble. Did I ever tell you about Kyle? And um, because Kyle's a mumbler, like he mumbles. And we were working, when we were working back in the day, we worked at Walmart. There was a lady in there who was deaf. She was deaf and she worked there. And so, like, every time she, we were in the closing shift. And so when we would close, we'd have to go and tell her, like, oh, you know, they've made the announcement. And we could talk to her. Yeah. And she read our lips. 
Oh, and yeah. Kyle would go tell her stuff, and she'd be like, you mumble. <laughs> <laughs> she would tell them, be like, your, your lips mumble. It's not so much your voice, Kyle. would be like, no, she's telling you your lips mumble because she can't hear you. Move your lips. Because she's accurate also. Yeah. Don't move your lips. <laughs> Just talk through your teeth. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you a story now, okay? Okay, okay. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> I started typing out three different stories yesterday because I was like, it started on like sun, on like Sunday, actually. I was like, I had three different stories going. I was like, and I started going. I was like, oh, I don't know about this one. And I would run into like a dead end. And I was like, I can't get much information now. So then I found this other one. And by that time, my fingers were all cramped up. And so I decided to just talk to my computer and it spelled everything Ooh, out for me. Love that. I love this feature. Yeah. So, today I have a cold case Ooh. for you, which I don't normally like cold cases, but this one was interesting. Um, I got all my information pretty much on Reddit in another podcast called Murder in My Family that does a, had a brief description of what happened, and then I went from there. That's the only places I could find, but Reddit took me down a rabbit hole. Gotta love that. So, it's a cold case, and it is about... The Unsolved Murder of Matthew Lee Dane. Matthew Lee Dane was born July 10th, 1967 in Fredericktown, Missouri. His mother was a stay-at-home mom and dad was an accountant. He had two siblings. He had an older brother named Mitch and a younger sister named Jody. He grew up in Viburnum, Missouri. It's a small town in the Ozark Mountains and he graduated high school in 1985. So after he graduated high school, he enlisted in the United States Air Force because, you know, that's what a lot of high school graduates do. And they're like, I don't know what to do with my life. Let me yeah. join the military. Yeah. So his first duty station was Nellis Air Force Base, which is in Las Vegas. And he was there in 1985. So again, right after graduation. Um, he is described as having loved the outdoors. So he spent a lot of time outside in Las Vegas and it was like the perfect place for him to be stationed at so he can go exploring. And he really wanted to actually become a forestry ranger. Forestry? Forestry ranger? Yeah. So fast forward to May 17th, 1986. Matt married Sally Ann Adams in Missouri. This is where Sally was from. They got, they got, um... Married, they go, they get married, they go back to Las Vegas to start their new life as newlyweds. And they lived off base in, I believe it was a, an apartment because he was in the barracks before. So he's like, I'm married now, let's go live in a real place. <laughs> so him and, so him and Sally were like avid gun collectors and they like to go um, shoot guns out in the desert. And um, that was their thing, like they like to go target practicing. He had, he owned a few guns that were registered to him and uh, they were kept on base when he lived in the barracks. They kept him on base to keep him safe. But once they got married, he went to collect his guns and he's like, I have a place to keep him now. I would like to keep him in my home. So they turned him over to him. He had his guns. Uh, September 8th, 1986, the Las Vegas Police Department received a phone call from two hikers that had found the body of a white male in Deer Creek Canyon area. Um, this is in a place called Mount Charleston, which is about like 45 minutes from Las Vegas. So it's not close. The body was, in fact, that of Matt Lee Dane. 
He had been shot with a twenty two caliber rifle six times. What? He had been shot like three times in the chest and the torso area. Oh my god. In yeah. the mountains? Out in the mountains, yeah. In this Mount Charleston. He was identified by his ID, of course. He had his military ID and then dental records from mm. when he had um, visited a dentist on base. Uh, so the medical examiner could not provide a time of death, but they did discover the twenty-two caliber bullets that were in his body. So that's how they knew that's what it was, obviously. But there was no, like, shell casings around him or a gun or any evidence of that. So they think that they he was shot and killed somewhere else and then dragged to that area or dumped in that area. September 15th, 1986, hikers found two weapons. So again, this is a week later. Hikers call and they find two weapons. It sounds like this is a very popular hiking area. So they, you know, were out hiking and they come across these two weapons. They look up the registration of the guns and they find that these guns are actually of Matt's property. So they were his own guns. One of them was that gun that killed him. Oh. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. So now the police talk to his wife. This is a week later. So this is going to get muddled. A whole... they. A whole week they waited? When they find the guns. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, when they find the guns. They f- oh, they geez. found him on September September 8th. And a week later they find the guns that were registered to him, one of them mm-hmm. being the one that fatally shot him. So they talk to his wife. Uh, his wife tells detectives that she and Matthew woke up on Sunday, September 7th, and attended church for an 11 o'clock service. Upon leaving church, they proceeded home to change clothes after they went to Long John Silver's on Charleston Boulevard, which is not relevant, I guess. <laughs> they proceed to Mount Charleston, which is a ski area, arriving at approximately 1.30 to 2 o'clock. This is what she tells police, right? Okay, so keep mm-hmm. that in mind. They then drove back to Las Vegas. Again, it's like 45 minutes, 10-hour drive. From Las Vegas to Mount Charleston. Okay? Right. So they stopped at a 7-Eleven around 4 p.m. This is what the wife's telling police. At this time, Matt goes in to pay for gas. He comes out saying that he met people inside the gas station and then he had plans, like he had made plans with them to go target shooting with them. What? Strangers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. That doesn't... What? I don't... Why? I don't know. I guess... He just met these people. I mean, people, if you're going to go, like, like hey, golfing. Good. Yeah. yeah. Well, first but, of all, how does the conversation come up? Yeah. How do you bring up guns out of nowhere and then yeah. go, yeah, let's yeah. go take our guns and go shooting together. I don't know who you are. You could murder me with a gun, but I don't, you know, it's fine. We'll go practice. Mm-hmm. I'll be the target. No. Yeah. Well, this is according to his wife. This is mm. according to his wife. That, that doesn't sound that very good. That he's going to go target shooting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. So she also says that Matt retrieved his gun from the vehicle, so the vehicle that him and Sally were in. He gets his gun, he puts it in to the stranger's car, so his new friends, and he leaves the 7-Eleven with them. So now he leaves his wife behind. What? And goes off with these strangers to go target shooting. What? And he just happened to have his... Yeah, he just happened to have his gun with him. Like, I find that very odd. You have and your gun? 
After church? Yeah. Unless that was his, his plan was to go target shooting with his wife. But then again, it's like, why wouldn't she disclose that saying like, oh, we were going to go target shooting. That's why the gun was in the vehicle. Yeah. Anyways. That's just, that's, no, that's just. It doesn't make sense, right? Not at all. Yeah. So then Sally at this time can't even give a description of the vehicle or the person that Matt supposedly met at the 7-Eleven. So Sally's story now getting a little bit muddy because she goes on to tell Air, Fo- Air Force OSI a similar story, but with different timelines. Mm. Sally stated that she and Matthew woke up on Sunday, September 7th, departed Las Vegas at 6.45 a.m. to go to Mount Charleston. They had breakfast at 8 a.m. They departed 11, at 11.45 and arrived at the 7-Eleven at 1 p.m. Mm. So they went to Mount Charleston what time? Like, yeah. why were they only going to be there for an hour? Because then they had breakfast at 8 a.m. Unless they had breakfast on the way. So it's a, it's really muddy. Like, there's no way. But then it puts her supposedly at the 7-Eleven at 1 p.m. Instead right? of, like, what, 4? She initially had said it was at 4 o'clock. Like, that yeah. was the last time she saw her husband was at That's the 7-Eleven a... when he took off with these people. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Lady. Yeah, so this is, mm. yeah. And apparently him going target shooting was not an uncommon practice, that he always did this. However, he would go to the desert. He would go to the desert. I don't know if he would, like, meet people randomly and invite him to go target shooting. But he usually went out shooting yeah, in the I, desert. I can understand that. Yeah, if you want to go. I I know, like, in Arizona, people do that. You can go to the desert. It's fine. But to just randomly meet strangers and yeah. then be the same, same so day, be like, yeah, let's go target shooting with our guns. Let's go shoot our guns. I don't know you. Let's go shoot. Yeah. I don't it's know. It's weird, right? Yeah. Okay. So, now police are able to get their hands on their phone records, like their home phone records. On the, and on the records, there's a phone call, a 40-minute phone call around 1.04 p.m., which puts them at home instead of at the gas station like she claimed to OSI. Yeah. This, was on, this was on September 7th, the day of the murder, or what is suspected as the day of the murder. This phone call was later co- confirmed by Matt's parents because he was actually speaking to him. Um, so still her, her story doesn't check out, right? Because it's like, well, if he was, if her, if his parents confirmed that he was in fact speaking to them at 104, then Sally's story is, is null because she says that they were at the gas station at that time. And that was the last time Mm. that she saw him. It's like, no, well, that's not right. So there's no, they could not have been at Mount Charleston at 1145, like she said, Due to the simple 14-minute phone call. There was also another phone call. That's right. There was another phone call at that time. At 11? Yes. But she also claimed that she was at church at 11. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So detectives also discovered that there was a phone call placed to the Forest Park Rangers, like the emergency line. And the woman asked if there had been any accidents reported that day. So this was on September... 7th i'm sorry september 8th that the phone call was placed so a lady just uh, you know we won't name names apparently, yeah because obviously she probably didn't give her name sure but 
She asked. Well, they they suspect that it was yeah, her. Yeah, she asked about yeah. if there was any accidents. That's such a weird thing to ask. Like when you're not. Yeah. No, that's just a weird thing to ask. That's not. That's not normal. Yeah. So that phone call was placed early September eighth, which would have been the day after she claims she last yeah. saw him. Right. So fast forward to October thirteenth, nineteen eighty six. The Las Vegas Police Department had two sets of fingerprints on the rifle. They found two fingerprints, and they matched one of them. Main um, matched uh, Matt, yeah. and the other one belonged to Sally. Which I mean, if they were both shooting the gun, yeah, it was their gun. That's understandable, yes. right? But where if she claims that she didn't shoot the gun, where is the other fingerprint? Yeah, and they did they only wipe off the one fingerprint <laughs> and avoided both of theirs. I think that's a little strange. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Sally then receives a more than $50,000 life insurance because she had filed a claim. So they just turned it over. At this point, she's not a suspect. It was very soon after. It was it was uh it was October 22nd, 1986 that she had received that in life insurance for 50, over $50,000. It's like at this point she's not a suspect, I guess, and they yeah. just turned it over so freely without any investigation, even though clearly he had been murdered. Mm -hmm. So so she is now on the radar. And January 2nd, 1987, there's a warrant for Sally's arrest in Las Vegas. During this time, Sally was actually in Indiana, and the Las Vegas Police Department contacted the Indiana Police Department, and she is arrested on January 8th on murder charges. Oh, dang. She was released on, yeah, she was released on $100,000 uh, bond when she and she just stayed with her friend until the trial so her, her trial keeps getting pushed back for whatever reason gets keeps getting pushed back pushed back and then it wasn't until september 1988 that the second grand jury failed to return an indictment and sally walked free and there hasn't oh. been any more arrests related to the murder and it's still the cold case yes now one more fun fact for you, just to, you know, give you more doubt. Sally ordered Matt's headstone. She ordered it. And it said, date of death, 7 September 1986. But Air Force grave marker records date as 8 September 1986. Yeah. So what does Sally know that we don't? Yeah. Or she does know. Yeah. Wouldn't she just go off of what the... Air Force said. Yeah. But she said, no, he died How would she know, like... It's like, well, how do you know? So the thing is, she didn't even, like, report her husband missing when he didn't come home. Right. The night of September 7th. Like, you would think that your husband would come home to you. He leaves with some strangers. Exactly. That's weird. And then he doesn't come exactly. home. I would call the cops. No, instead call she the calls the rangers. And, and says if there's any accidents been... That yeah. Have been reported. What the fuck? She could have been like, "Excuse me, my husband hasn't come home since one o'clock or four o'clock or whatever her fucking story yeah. story says." I'm very worried. Yeah. Also, I'm gonna call the police department and tell them the same thing. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Y- you would think, like, yeah. Instead of calling and asking if there's any, you could at least be specific. Like, yeah, my husband. I, he said he was going to here. And he hasn't come home. You know, has there been any accidents? No, that's not what was said at all. I can't believe it. Yeah. And she's and also, got, oh. why can't you have 
a vague description of what these people that, you know, supposedly your husband left with, I imagine, I don't know, I would think that I would watch my husband take out a gun out of our vehicle and watch him put it in somebody else. If I know that that's what happened, I would at least have caught the damn color of the car. Yes. You know, maybe the people were at the 7-Eleven. That's why she didn't get to get a good look at them because they were inside. But at least, like, get some information. It's very concerning. Yeah, you can like tell yeah. the you can't tell them what kind of car or you know a make of the car or a color like that doesn't make sense. You see a your husband go least. into yeah. the car, you were gonna know yeah. what color car that is at least. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like I'll also I would be very concerned that you just met these people. Yeah, and you can go target shooting with them. Exactly, yeah. that's the number one thing. I would tell my I'd be like. Mm, it sounds fun, but you don't know these people, so maybe not go play with guns <laughs> with strangers. Yeah. And also, Jen, the fact that they were at Mount Charleston already, they had already been there. According to both her stories, they were already there. Yeah. They went there and then drove back. And it's like, it's 40 miles away from Las Vegas. So it's like 45 minutes to an hour drive, right? Why would he be there with her come back to las vegas meet up with these people and then go back to mount charleston to go target shooting i feel like she put herself at the crime scene with that you know it's like that makes no sense it's like he could have been like "Ah, i was already there i don't yeah it's so so weird to me and also so matt's friends and family said that when matt would go target shooting and i mentioned this he would usually go to the desert because there was like there was it was it was clear like it was clear for him to go there um yep and when you go like shooting in a mountain it's just not going to be very much clearance to shoot i guess like i I I mean i'm not sure but i think like things would like ricochet off a boulder or something so it wasn't safe yeah exactly yeah you desert yeah open area you've got plenty to see if you put a targets or whatever you do you can see them you know in the forest it's a little bit harder you know you got trees everywhere and rocks cliffs whatever yeah so yeah and also people are hiking there yeah exactly people that see that doesn't make any sense and the fact that her stories don't line up anyway because one the two stories don't line up and the phone calls like the phone calls are there what Mm -hmm. that means that they were home so yeah i don't know what yeah and then her her second story her, her second story to the um office to the air force osi was saying that she had they had gone to mount charleston like early in the morning so that would have only put her there for like an hour tops why why were they up there there's no attraction for them to go up there's like only an hour you're gonna drive 45 minutes there to spend an hour there only to come back and drive another 45 minutes yeah. like that makes no sense to me yeah. Also, no. the Seven Eleven employees were interviewed, and none of them, or all of them, said that no, there was no, no, no sight of him. No one can remember him being at the Seven Eleven at all that day. Oh, wow. on September seventh. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I can't believe she got off. She got off, and she's free. She probably got to live her life uh-huh. fine, normal, with you know yeah. fifty thousand dollars in her pocket, which is probably gone by now, mm-hmm. and um. Yeah, and meanwhile, Matt lost his life. And and so if she did, if he did take off with these strangers, then it was premeditated, like, and they had plans of killing someone, and they happened mm-hmm. to come across Matt. So why not investigate that more? 
I don't, yeah, think, which, I don't I mean, know if there yeah. was surveillance video back right. then, but that could have been a possibility. That, or at least she could have at least tried to give some sort of description. Be like, the car was blue. That's all I remember. Fuck it, let's look up something, you know, blue cars of this year or whatever. Something. Yeah. Because then that would have been premeditated. Mm, I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. She doesn't sound good. I fucking Sally. I know. So that is the cold case of Matthew Lee Dane. That's crazy. I wonder if maybe they'll ever reopen it. And I wonder, like, is she even allowed to be, you know, like, ch- like charged for this again? Probably not, huh? Um, it depends on like I don't. I'm I'm bad with that stuff. Yeah, I don't. I don't think she's allowed to be charged with it again. But I think they can always rework it to where like something like yeah. I don't know. I don't know legal jargon, but maybe I know (laughs) like a wrongful death, like a wrongful death suit from his family, perhaps. Yeah. That's the only thing I can think of. Damn it, Sally! I know. Yeah, she's just happily living, you know, probably in Indiana where they found her or where did I say she was from? Missouri. Missouri, yeah. She was also from Missouri. Moving on with her life. I wonder if she ever got married Mm -hmm. again. Ugh. I'm sure. I'm sure she did. That's crazy. Maybe look into that. Maybe she killed her husband. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. My thing is, like, the fingerprints that were on the gun, one was his, one was hers. If it would have been somebody else, there would have been a third fingerprint on there. Right. Yeah. Or or no fingerprints at all, unless or they, they were just gloves, knew... which makes it then premeditated murder. Right. Exactly. Because it's like you can't, you don't know where everyone's fingerprints are. You can't just erase one fingerprint. Like. Yeah. No. Oh my yeah, gosh. No. It's weird. Wow. Dang. That was a great story. That was really good. It makes me sad. He was only what in the Air Force for like a. He was a baby. A he was like. He was like nineteen. Yeah. Newly married. Like, what the fuck, lady? You just mm-hmm. got married. What? What's the point? Money? Is that... Money. It's always... Yeah. Mo- it's a lot of motive enough for people. Terrible. Mm-mm. I'm shaking my head very... A lot right now. Shaking my head furiously right now. That's not cool. It's not cool, Sally. Come on. You're supposed to be a good Dependa. She's not. But she provided us with a good story to tell yeah. you, fellow Dependas. Thank you for that. But yeah. you need to know the rules of being independent. That's not it. I'm not allowed to do that. <laughs> I was listening to a podcast the other day. It is, it's called Beyond the Secret. And it's um, just people telling stories of like their secrets and stuff. Those podcasts really appeal to me. People telling their real life stories. And they in- interviewed... This one girl who was a military spouse, she didn't say, she didn't disclose anything like what branch, where she was located, nothing like that. But mm-hmm. it did sound like she was married to um army. So she's talking about infidelity and how she was miserable in her marriage, that he was very controlling and kind of abusive verbally. I don't think it ever got physical. But she was talking like that and she was she was straight up coming out and saying that she was unfaithful to her husband and that she enjoyed every second of it. She didn't regret it. And then she goes on to say, she's like, if you live on base, it's like a fucking frat house the entire the whole the whole time. She's like, everybody is sharing their wives and their ah. husbands. 
Yeah, she was like, everybody. She's like, I don't know anybody that doesn't do it. She's like, unless you're an officer. And I was like, where are you getting your information from? Where like, the can't hell put do you live? In that category. Yeah. So you can't put in that in the ca- Does it happen? Absolutely. Absolutely For sure. it happens. Yeah. But don't say everybody. You're giving us no. a bad name. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. No. That's, I, you know, I've not witnessed that once or anything suspicious since living on base right now. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I've, I I've witnessed infidelity. I've witnessed yeah. infidelity with other yeah. spouses, but. Well, that doesn't mean everybody does it. You. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it's making me kind of laugh. Yeah, it was making me laugh. I was like, well, you kind of have a distorted view of everything. I was like, sounds like yeah. you're angry at what happened to you. Rightfully yeah. so, you know, because her husband did sound really controlling and manipulative yeah. and abusive. But come on. Still. Come on. Some of come us have on. good relationships with our spouses. Yeah. We're not all Do like I want that. to strangle my husband on the daily? I yeah. did last night because he kept stealing the covers from me. <laughs> Yeah. So. Oh. Anyways. Okay, Jen. All right. I got a little things for you all today. I am going to talk about the inconvenience claim. Woohoo! Yay! Oh, so exciting. I'm going to claim everything that inconveniences me. Exactly. Well, only according to your HHG. So, we <laughs> just went through this, as you all definitely know by now, if you've been keeping up with our stuff about HHG. That lovely stuff that happened. So we went through the whole inconvenience claim and finally got it settled and even got our money from it too. So that was exciting. So a lot of this I got, well, majority of this I got from this lady, um, katehorel.com. She's a blogger, but she's also a military spouse who is like a finance geek i forgot what she called herself did you say geek yeah she called herself like a oh she called herself like a um a finance geek she's really into that so she's she says she's a military finance coach which is pretty awesome because a lot of times when people get into the military you don't know how to manage your money properly and so it's good to be able to read things or have somebody help you um but so i got most of my information from her and then some of it is from what we went through as well so an inconvenience claim is a claim you can make to reimburse to reimburse yourself for your delayed household goods your hhg when it goes beyond your required delivery date or rdd okay so an inconvenience claim just so everybody knows and understands is completely different from the loss and damage claim that you can do once your stuff is there. So those are two different okay. types of claims. So when can you file an inconvenience claim? You can file one once your required delivery date is passed according to your paperwork. So do not lose your paperwork. It's very important. And you must also be in possession of a residence and be available for delivery as offered by your transportation service provider or TSP. She kept calling it TSP, and I was like, the thrift savings plan? I don't understand. That doesn't make That's sense. That's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. I was like, what? And then she was like, no, it's just so everyone knows, it's the transportation service provider, not to be confused with your <laughs> military savings plan. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Kate. 
Oh, so you can also file a claim if your HHG gets put into storage in transit and it cannot be delivered in a timely fashion after you request a date. So if you if your stuff arrives before you do and you don't have a residence yet and they put your stuff into storage, but then you get a residence and you request a delivery date and they can't provide you it in a reasonable amount of time, you can also uh-huh. then do the inconvenience claim as well. Oh, really? Even though your stuff is already there? Yeah. So, because it's oh. your inconvenience, you have a place, you know, by then, you you know, once if you have a place and you request a date, you know, knowing that their calendar yeah. is open and they don't, they can't provide it to you, then you can put in a claim. Oh. If you're requesting delivery during peak season, which she, according to from her blogging post, is uh, between 15 June and 15 August. That typically is like peak season of PCSing delivery right. HHG times. During those peak times, then your transportation service provider has 10 government business days after you request delivery to be compliant. So... During that, those peak season times, they're given like 10 extra days, government business days. <laughs> so, you know, Monday through Friday, days. unless it's a training day. Yeah. And you're, and some sort of holiday or, you know, tradition, who knows, whatever they want to call it. Family claim. day, yeah. Yeah. They can, so they have, during peak season, they get, they uh, leeway 10 extra government business mm. days in order to deliver your stuff so you could request a day and then they have 10 x 10 days on top of that to be able to give you your stuff before right because they're gonna be so busy already right it's peak season so yeah Yeah. it's gonna be crazy and Mm -hmm. then during non non peak season so every other time between you know after the 15th of august until the 15th of june they only have five government business days to deliver your stuff once you request delivery mm-hmm. so fun fun facts i know i didn't even know about half of this sh- stuff i just know we went through a crap ton of everything mm-hmm. and it was terrible yeah you did oh it's a nightmare so a inconvenience claim will cover the period of time from your required delivery date to your actual delivery date they will pay the military member per diem up to seven days Starting after that required delivery date, mm-hmm. they'll pay the actual per diem rate that wherever you are for seven whole days. And then after that, they will they'll reimburse you if you have to buy things such as kitchen appliance, okay. you know, kitchen appliances or pots and pans, ki- anything essential that you have to have in order to live in a house, basically. Live? Yeah. yeah. Anything you are in needing to buy now because you don't have it, um, mm-hmm. they will reimburse that on top of their baseline, which is that seven days. But you need to make sure that you have receipts for everything because once something goes through, once you start buying things for your house, you have to show proof of that once that seven days is over too because you never okay. know. They might ask for it. We got lucky, and I think because it's like it was such a crazy time when our stuff was severely delayed that yeah, I think they probably had to do a lot of claims at, at, during that time. 
So we... I'm sure. We kept track of everything. Dave was really good at doing a spreadsheet, putting out... He even, like, calculated out that per diem rate. So he had it in there. Plus, then he was putting in anything else that we had to do in between, you know... Because we had to return all the mm-hmm. loan locker kitchen items. So we needed to go get some plates. We needed cups. We needed a couple pots and pans so we could cook. Yeah. So keep receipts for everything. And I mean it. Everything. It doesn't matter. Keep receipts for it. Yeah. But don't go overboard because they will probably come back and negotiate. If it's not such a crazy time like COVID was making things really ultra crazy they will probably come back and negotiate with you. It's not unheard of. Yeah. They'll come back, want, you know, they'll come back with some other lower payment. And as long as you're organized and you have your receipts from stuff, be like, no, this is, you owe me this. This is what happened. Um, you'll probably be able to get something, you know, worth it. Just don't go, just don't go crazy over it. The only downfall of this is. When you do buy these new items, such as pots and pans or such, and they do reimburse you for it, they can come back and take those items because they technically then paid for them. So That's fine. Take them. I didn't need them in the first place. I wanted my stuff. (laughs) So, yeah. So, just, just keep in mind, don't take advantage of the fact that you can do this claim and, and all that. Just be smart about it. Be smart. Be organized. (laughs) Don't. Yeah. Don't be like, I bought this big screen TV because I was missing mine and I needed it to live. (laughs) Or this (laughs) king size bed. Yeah. Unless you want it, then that's fine. But then don't claim it on your thing because then they'll take it away from you because they can. (laughs) It'll show you. You'll get get all the information from it through your TSP, which I forgot what it's standing for already because it's on my other page and I'm not going back. Transportation... Yeah. Service provider. There you go. Transportation service provider. (laughs) Yes. Yes, because when you file an inconvenience claim, you will file directly with your transportation service provider. Whoever that is, they should have been in contact with you as soon as, like, your goods were packed up and taken from your place of residence. Um, At least that's Mm -hmm. when we got our first notice. Um, and then that we heard nothing afterwards, which is great, but not. So, like, in theory, your service provider is supposed to notify you that your shipment is delayed. But, in reality, you will need to keep up with them because you're the one who's going to keep in tra- keep track with it. You should just keep mm-hmm. up with them any chance you get. Right. Like I said, emails, paper trail right there. You email them. Mm-hmm. If you had anything like we did... You just email them constantly. If they're not replying to you, you keep all those emails, and there is your other piece of evidence for your claim. You know? Mm-hmm. It's all good stuff. So you can also call the base moving office, who can also help with you get in contact with your transportation service provider and also help mm-hmm. figure out where your shipment is, too. Every branch has has one, but they're all called different things, so... Just look for the mover thing. helper people things. They're very nice people. They're very <laughs> good. Super helpful. They're super helpful. Yeah. <laughs> They're helpers. But you can get in contact with them at your local base and they will help you also. They'll tell you about the inconvenience claim. They'll help you help you get 
figure out your shipment. They even help you with the delivery time, too. Mm -hmm. Then your transportation service provider will send you info on filing the inconvenience claim. Once you've filed, they will get in touch with you on how long it'll, it'll take for them to process your claim. And then once it's processed, mm-hmm. they'll either come back with negotiation or they will say like, okay, here, it's approved. Checks in the mail, which is yeah, good enjoy. news. But it's not, <laughs> it's not overly complicated at all. It sucks. I hope nobody has to do those things because it's a pain in the ass. And I would rather have just had my stuff <laughs> right away. Yeah. But yeah. it happens. And just know that there are ways and things out there to help you when your shit is missing (laughs) delayed yeah delayed gone somebody told me somebody said that part of their shipment was on a boat here and then part of it was um going to germany and i was like what What? (laughs) so yeah yeah. i don't understand how that happens i don't don't either like how, or how you end up with other people's stuff. Yeah. How does somebody's things and get inside just like, of boxes? I what? You're great. Yeah. 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 I've heard of people opening up a box, and be like, "This box was not mine. Like, why was it in our crate?" Yeah. It's like, that just goes to show that they tamper with your shit when it goes back to the warehouse. I. It has to be like there's no other explanation. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Weird. Like people have oh. and people have stuff missing all the time. Like electronics and I I had a friend who moved from uh, Belgium to Charleston South Carolina and she's like the entire mirror to my dresser is missing she's like I saw them pack it up together yeah. why is the mirror missing yeah like, that's weird it just can't just disintegrate in there and disappear poof forever off no. the face of the universe no luckily we haven't had anything get lost knock on wood right I yeah, know that's a whole nother claim that you get to do too and mm-hmm. we'll get to that too sometime yeah sometime hopefully you won't experience <laughs> it <laughs> or i won't anyways because you've already I don't, got your stuff i don't want to deal with it. i know we've had to deal with a claim for like damaged stuff but again dave dealt with that and i'm just i'm just here sure. to unpack the boxes <laughs> yeah to unpack the boxes and figure out where all the stuff goes and yeah it's like oh, I, I hate doing this i hate committing to this picture on the wall but now uh, i have made a hole in the wall that's the worst we still can't figure out where to put any of the pictures on the walls yeah yeah that's like my it. dilemma i just said i'm not gonna hang any pictures on the walls from now on i was like i don't want anything nothing yeah. no nothing just bare walls and that'll be my my uh my new podcast bear bear walls what bear do you walls. have on your and- wall nothing put it you can just make a new facebook group and it says bear walls bear walls can i see your Not wall like white walls <laughs> white bear yeah, white walls it's just white yeah it's mm-hmm. just white yeah it is. i'm looking oh, at a white wall right now i'm looking at the comforter that i threw over my closet <laughs> to hold in the sound <laughs> yes nice oh yeah oh okay cool well that's good information to know in case anybody's having to go through this, which more probably more people than usual are going through that right now because yeah. of everything that was delayed during you know lockdowns and Corona and all the stuff that happens or that has been yeah. happening. So it's good information and for future references too. Uh, for myself, hopefully we don't have to deal with it, but we are going from one side of the world to you know the other side. 
And that's going to be interesting. It's like, how long will my stuff be on that boat for? Yeah, I know. Who knows? Hopefully not as long. Yeah, sometimes I'm just like, maybe it'd just be better to, like, get rid of everything and start new. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Just burn it all. Burn it. Let it burn down. I'll just buy new stuff. It's fine. Yeah. But the memories. The memories of it all. The memories are in my brain Mm -hmm. and on social media. (laughs) I know, right? Yeah. 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 Which I try to stay off of right now and forever yeah the only place i like on facebook is marketplace that place is awesome i'm so addicted to marketplace i just like oh i can Aww. i can buy that i can make this out of that and it's like oh veronica come down come you're down you're so lucky i know i don't have a marketplace we don't have marketplace out here really no we have like the yard sale pages they should. whatever but oh they're not that good i feel like they should have it it's a requirement i know It'd be useful. It would be beneficial. I don't know why you wouldn't. That was a great story, though, Veronica. I loved it. I mean... Thank you. In the true crime-loving fashion way. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, thank you. Hopefully one day we'll have an answer for it, but right now it's still a cold case. Such a bummer. Yeah. A poor family. thank you for all that information. Yeah, for sure. Live through it. Gotta share it. Plug it. Plug it. Plug it in. Plug it in. (laughs) Plug it in, plug it in. Not sponsored by <laughs> Glade Plugins, but... Not sponsored by sponsored Plug by. It In, Plug It In. <laughs> <laughs> unplug it. Don't plug it. You want to plug it, and what we're going to plug is you're going to plug us in your ears and know that you should email us at dependisplaining at gmail.com where you can message us on Facebook, Instagram, Send us a tweet. Yeah. You can find us on Podbean, I guess. I was looking at that. You can follow us on Podbean. That's our thing. You can also find us on the Milso Muster app. If you subscribe to Milso Plus for $4.99 a month, you get us, other podcasts, military-related podcasts, awesome stuff, military-related mm-hmm. content, spouse-related content, job-related content. It's everything everything you could wish for and more and rate and subscribe yes please five star rating give it to us five star rating absolutely please. yes you know you love even if us. you listen to us just one time mm-hmm. give us a five star rating yeah help a dependent out if we if you made we made you laugh one time that's a win and that's a five star rating that's... right there come on yes do it <laughs> do it that's worthy it's of worthy five-star of a five star rating. rating we're fun and yeah. you know it and just just do it just do it. Go out there and do it. I agree. I agree. Good yeah. job, Jen. Go out. <laughs> go out there. If you get to go out in the world and explore your world, make sure you wear a mask. Please just wear a mask. Wash your hands because everything is dirty. <laughs> everything. Everywhere. Because wherever you go, there, there you, you are. are. And Corona. <laughs> Wash your hands. Corona's there too. What? Corona's there too. And guess what? Corona is also wearing a mask. Bye.